Hey there, I'm Marn, and I've got a new podcast right here on the Orange Groves Network. Every other Thursday on Dead Letter Society, I'm going to invite a friend into my library of terror to discuss a piece of horror fiction. We'll tackle topics like, why does Stephen King like evil clowns so much? Why is Ikea so inherently scary? And why don't young adult publishers like the horror genre? You can even read along with us week to week and weigh in with your own opinions on the Orange Groves Discord. So check out Dead Letter Society, a horror book club podcast, on the Orange Groves Network website or your podcast provider of choice. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I fail to solve an ARG, and Marn tells me what I should have done instead. But not this week. Yeah, this week, uh, we are going to be answering questions! Yay! It's a mailbag! Happy anniversary to the Argonauts Podcast. We have officially been doing this for three years, uh, and the first thing that I just want to say is thank you all. Um... This show wouldn't be as as much fun to do as it is if it weren't for you all. Um, so thank you for making this and helping this show grow into what it is today. Yeah, holy shit. We're so old now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a lot of great questions that came into us, mostly through Twitter, that I'm excited to dig into. Do you have anything before we get started? Uh, I don't so <laughs> great me neither uh oh uh patrons keep an eye out we'll have a uh, meaty arg analysis on cloverfield uh on sunday that'll be uh the 28th um also marn and i are going to be part of a charity stream on the 28th we don't usually record these this close to when they come out so i can actually talk about something we're doing in the next few days and it's actually relevant <laughs> yeah i i forgot that uh that we could actually do that this week. Um, <laughs> we're both going to be on a on a Jump Force charity stream with yeah, a bunch of are... other uh, Orange Gross people. Yeah, uh, we're all going to be drafting and then uh, coaching a team of anime fighters to hopefully go to victory. So uh, we don't get to play the game. We just draft a game. We just draft players and hope the computer does us right, which is something uh, that I truly trust for anime fighting games. I uh, was not even originally supposed to be on this stream, but I think someone dropped out and Chris messaged me. It was like, hey, I know that like you wanted to be one of my backup people for this. Do you want to like do the the funny anime fight thing? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm, I'm really excited that you're on it. I'm excited for this stream. This is going to be great. Me too. Uh, that'll be over at the Orange Groves Twitch stream or the the Orange Groves Twitch channel. Uh, if you want to check that out, give us a sub, uh, not a subscription. What's it called on Twitch? Just a follow. Uh, follow us, and you'll know whenever we're ready to go live. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Before that, though, we need to dig into some questions. Uh. Last week we went into, uh, the end of the Great Fate ARG with uh, no questions, and then our audiences revolted and sent us a bunch of questions to answer for this week for our anniversary mailbag. So, what do you say we hop to it? Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. 
Last time I went through and I separated questions out based on like the content of them, and this time I didn't. Uh, mm. So we're just going to be kind of picking and choosing and going as we go. Um, but let's start with a question from, uh, I think it might be pronounced Artsy, but it, it's A-R-T-5-Y. Uh, so Artsy on Twitter says, what do you think makes a good ARG? Mm. Easy question, Marn. Two words. What's a good ARG? <laughs> uh, two words? <laughs> no, just uh, just uh, what I guess. What do you think makes a good ARG? We'll start with the easy questions. Oh God! I mean, I feel like we talked a lot about we we've said many many words about what makes a good <laughs> ARG on this podcast, and most of it is like, don't do this in your ARG. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like the the thing that we kind of hit on the most, uh, or we have recently, is that like you want puzzles that like tie into your plot in a fun way Mm -hmm. because when you don't have that it's kind of just like you're making people solve puzzles for no reason yeah i think that that's my biggest uh my biggest thing to hammer home if there's anything i want to hammer home with this podcast uh from a game design standpoint it is um trust your players and make the puzzles count or matter those aren't the right words for what i'm trying to say but exactly what you're saying of make them relevant more than just a puzzle to be solved yeah and i know it's easier said than done but i i think that that kind of like that that weaved togetherness of puzzle into narrative is what makes a game truly great yeah and like if if this is something that your players are doing to make the plot progress like it has to feel like a natural progression of the plot Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely also don't do a cult also don't do a cult there's so many cult args and just just just, i I know i know why it's easy it's very easy to say why are people secretive about having other people join this organization because it's secretly a cult. Dadoy. <laughs> but like, please don't. <laughs> it's not like problematic. You're not canceled for doing it. But like, I would love to play more games that don't have a cult element to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, my soapbox. Uh, don't, don't do a cult and don't send me a dead drop. <laughs> no dead drop. <laughs> i actually i know that i uh i i i think part of my brand is hating dead drops now i actually like a good dead drop uh the problem is they happen so far so few and far between that they happen um which leads into the next question from colton uh who writes in and says what is the key to a successful dead drop not doing one <laughs> <laughs> Are you firmly on the dead drops or dead train? No, I think they can be. I think they can be good, but I, I, I think that they have to be very tight in order to be good. Uh huh. There are the thing with dead drops is that there are so many elements that can go wrong. Um, yeah. Just from a like, um, it's wild when we think about some of them, like uh. The one that we covered, we covered the ARG about Gravity Falls, where 
uh alex hirsch had like gone to japan and put some like put a piece of paper on a board like six months before the game started and then players went and found it that's fucked up that's black magic i don't know how he was able to pull that off because we're seeing other games that like we can't get a jacket from a location or we went to a restaurant that the 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 people behind the game had just been to and they messed up trying to find the thing um there are so many things that can go wrong with dead drops that you need to like eliminating the problem areas is the easiest way to fix them i realize that's a it sounds like a no-brainer but like try to cut out as many bad factors as you can and as many risk points as you can before trying to do a dead drop yeah and like i don't know if you can send something through the mail like just send it through the mail honestly Mm-hmm. there's something more uh interesting and personal about something like that too if you've got a, a game that's small enough to do uh using players in the mail i think that that's or not not necessarily small enough but maybe intimate enough yeah uh, that mail can be done i think that's a great way to go about giving a thing away yeah i agree and like it's basic like it's it's basically the same like emotion as a dead drop it's just like getting something in the mail yeah i know to peel back the curtain a little bit uh we planned a dead drop mm-hmm. um we had ideas of what was going to happen uh, that needed people to be on a college campus around March 15th of 2020. Um, you know what we didn't plan on, Marn? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I think that there, there are ways that they can be done well. And I do think that having a in-person scavenger hunt type deal like we were hoping to can be a good way to give a puzzle and give prizes that are a bit more... Uh, a group oriented and democratic isn't the right word but like when you're sending something in the mail you have to pick a player and then send it in the mail with a dead drop it's hey if you can get here you can get the thing uh it's just very hard to plan yeah i think a trap a lot of people fall into is thinking that it would be easy to plan and say someone can pick up a thing at this location and it like you know i'll put the thing here and then someone will come by and pick it up um and that is a it's a it's a thing that on paper is so simple uh, but when it goes into the real world it can be so tough to actually pull off uh which is why we see it fail so much whether it's something as simple as players didn't get the right thing from a table or players uh couldn't get something from an exhibit or players couldn't make it to the place at the date specified uh for the the dexter arg um there's you have to have a lot of faith in what you're doing to pull off a good dead drop honestly like i think i've said this on on this podcast before but like even when i was doing humans versus zombies with like 60 people on a college campus we would set up like mini dead drops and people just like would not find the item (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that's how wrong they can go because like unfortunately there's just no real way to completely idiot proof them (laughs) yeah there's there's no way to completely idiot proof so i think that the the ultimate like the key to a successful dead drop have a backup Mm -hmm. have a way for players to get the information from the dead drop if it doesn't get picked up for sure yeah um 
That's that's the key to a successful dead drop. I mean, I feel like this, that's that's really the key to any successful like arg puzzle is you have to have something to fall back on if it's supposed to progress the plot and your players just like straight up can't solve it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'm a little. I think I draw a harder line than you do of saying that like you know what if a if a, if a plot doesn't progress until players solve this puzzle, then the plot doesn't progress till players solve this puzzle. Um, I, I think I draw I draw a more hardline stance of like, that's how it is. Make them make them solve it. Um, but I do think that for things like dead drops or things where um, there are that many riskier mm-hmm. elements to the thing at hand, um, don't let a meta game element prevent the solution to a puzzle. Yeah. Um, you know the meta game element being um, a table that people were supposed to get a clue at someone else sat there or um you know things that are completely outside of your control plan around them and try to make them uh not try try to make those things uh minimized or subvertible if problems do arise yeah yeah hell yeah you just gotta have contingency plans (laughs) the the best dead drop is the one that no one knows happened by That's, which I mean, yeah. you just they failed, and so you sent something else in the mail. A <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, previous guest, friend of the show, Riley Hopkins, writes in and says, "If any ARG could turn out to be a real thing that we all accidentally thought was a game, which one would you want it to be?" Hmm. I want God Juice. Okay. <laughs> I want I want the juice that exists that is so good and so natural and so organic that it turns my body into a living god. <laughs> I'll join your creepy juice cult. I don't care. I got to uh I got to I got to pull up my spreadsheet of args that we've covered. <laughs> Wait, no, my my real answer to this is this is my Milwaukee. I just want to go to the setting of this is my Milwaukee. <laughs> Yeah, uh, want, people might not know this. Marn there. hates Milwaukee. <laughs> Marn wants it stricken from the map. No, I just think that I just, I just think that setting is so fun. It's it's a very good it's setting, just, and yeah, it's, it's just so charming to me. I just love it a lot. <laughs> I think I would. I think I would also believe. Well, not like believe, but one of the ones that I could see being like in theory a, a real thing that everybody accidentally thought was a game is definitely knock 10 oh mm-hmm. that they're actually sending submissions from the thing yeah which has uh has been updating again it updated i think like a couple weeks ago yeah um, i i tweeted at the beginning of the pandemic that like it was around it, it was before i think even uh uh Ben Drowned came back online, uh-huh. uh, but I was just like, man, they're locking a bunch of ARG designers in their houses with nothing else to do. This is going to go bad. <laughs> yeah. um, so we've seen the revival of a lot of different ARGs. Yeah, the uh, the new Knock 10 stuff is actually really, really interesting. Uh, I recommend that people go check it out. I got caught up on it the other day, and it's like the new stuff is actually a lot more comprehensible than the old stuff, I would say. And there's also like 
a lot of people in the comments being like, hey, here's what this code means. And like, here's the hidden video for this one. And like, kind of nudging people who like this might be their first experience with Noctan, which is very nice. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I like to think that our show coming out has inspired people to be like, you know what? They were right. I did do this bad. Time to do this good. <laughs> uh, that's that's what I'm thinking. I bet it's our fault. I My theory was that they heard that people thought they were dead and they were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, shit. Our game is dead enough to be on Argonauts. No way. <laughs> Uh, my, my other answer to this is the Dark Knight, because I think it would be very funny if people thought the Batman was a prank in an ARG. <laughs> people are like, oh, there's this fake superhero running around, and there's like a guy out there that's like, no, I'm really doing it. <laughs> Guys, I'm real, I swear. <laughs> Please notice me. <laughs> Has anyone seen the jokester? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, following up on that, uh, Rumbleweed writes in and says, if you could choose one ARG to get a continuation or sequel, which one would you choose and why? Is yours This Is My Milwaukee? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Started with the best. What can I say? God, yeah. Um... This is my Milwaukee. Also, Sexy Girl Max 2019. Sexy Girl Max would be very cool. I think all the time about how the people who made Sexy Girl Max did that when they were in like middle school, I think. And I'm like, God, I want like, I want them now, like five years later or whatever. I want to see how their arg making skills have like progressed since then. Uh huh. Because yeah, like that would be very cool. Yeah, because they were already doing really complicated stuff with like SSTV and stuff, and like I would love to see what they could kind of put together now that they maybe have more experience. Like I don't know if they've been making args or like what they've been making since then, but like I have a lot of respect for the way they put Sexy Girl Max together. Um, and I think it, it was a very cool, like, little self-contained story, and I would love to see them do something like that again, or, like, something bigger. Hell yeah. I, yeah, they put together such a cool thing that I would love to see. That's on the, on the indie ARG making scene, I think that they're one of the strongest entries of just two mm-hmm. people running a game, and I'd love to see what else they can put together. Oh, you know what? Um, I heard that the Oxenfree ARG Twitter has been updating again. I think someone put that in our in our uh in our Discord. We're just bringing them all back, huh? Apparently. I'm curious if we looked through a list of our uh of our ARGs that we've covered. I'm curious how many of them have reawoken since we've done an episode on them um and not ones that left on like a maybe it'll come back to life who knows um yeah the the oxen free arg twitter uh started updating again in january and its most recent update is from like a couple days ago oh i need to jump back for just a second Uh, Uh on the args turning out to be a real thing that we thought was a game how fucked up would it be if Cam Drone turned out to be real? Oh my god, yeah. 
I was trying to think of what would be the worst one, and I think Camdrum is one that popped to mind as like the worst possible option for uh, a game to actually be real that wasn't. Yeah. um but yeah i do not want that one to get a continuation or a sequel no thank (laughs) you please do not tweet at cam drone um i think one of the people who was like behind cam drone uh i think the binding of isaac guy confirmed that it was like a game that they were making that has been in like development hell for a really long time so like we uh know what it was for now yeah Um, but what if they scrapped the project because the video game came to life and was actually killing people oh. through webcams, Marn? Oh, ho. what if? What if? What if? What if, Marn? What if? <laughs> I would love for there to be a continuation. I think you're right. This is my Milwaukee's the game that should get a continuation or sequel. I just want more in that Bear Stearns universe uh, or Bear Stearns Bravo universe. Um, I'll I do agree. it myself. Reach out to me. I'll help you make this was my Milwaukeeist. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but like, <laughs> God, I love I love the surreal nature of that. Also, um, we've been we've received a tweet or we've received a message from a Twitter that I want to dive into, but I know nonchalance has messaged us and that oh, they yeah. are starting up new stuff that I am very interested in getting in on as it is starting up. Um, I have not been able to check it out so far, but like of the games we've covered, I think that they are the ones who I most want to uh, get in on and follow along with a game since doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if their new thing is like a game or just a podcast or what. I haven't looked into it too deeply. I I haven't either, uh, but I, I, they're the ones who's, ideas and worlds i'm interested in getting into i guess is the way to put it i yeah i agree i was gonna say something else i got distracted oh um bear stearns bravo on the topic of that um has recently the uh, the website has been updated so that it is no longer reliant on flash so you can now still play it after the death of flash oh good that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, they uh it was down for about a week, I think, and then they uh they completely updated the site so you can play it again. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad the the worst thing about the internet is when I don't know, some tech company makes a decision and then it's just like, "Oh, okay, uh a lot of history just got lost. Good work, gang." Yeah. Um so I'm very glad that that is uh not the case here anymore. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Um, sorry, I'm trying to pull these up bigger for myself, just on the back end. Andrew, please edit this part out. All right, this is a fun one. Uh, Big Brother Ben writes in and says, you can go on a date with any character from any ARG you covered. Who would it be with and why? Oh, God. I know both of us are set up to be traveling to Wife City pretty soon. Uh-huh. Um, but if that weren't the case, if we were both single and on the prowl, who <laughs> from ARG would we want to date? Oh, God. I'm looking at the list of ARGs that we've covered. I'm trying to the, think of an answer. <laughs> the problem with ARG characters is that they are all sad and or paranoid and or broken in some way and or in a robots. way that makes them and or robots in ways that make them like not great bachelors 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's literally which which sad person who's way in over their head on a conspiracy do you want to date, Marn? Um, Frankly, being deep in their head in a conspiracy is a real turnoff for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh... <laughs> Oh, I would I would date Franco from uh, Bear Stearns Bravo. I know I know that's the Flash game and not the ARG, but I still would. I was gonna say that I don't think that counts. Uh, I'm I'm scrolling. Wait, down I would also it. date Scene Teens. Scene Teens is a cool answer. <laughs> I feel weird saying I would date a teenager though. That's the only that's the real they're problem not, with saying not really I would... a teenager though. They're like an they're like a an ancient angel pretending to be a scene teen on the internet. That's true. You know what? That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, they might also be Satan. They might also be Satan. Uh, I know that's Marn. That's Marn Bate. Is <laughs> dating someone that could be the devil. Um, I'm scrolling through right now. Um, I'm thinking like someone from Pizza Time Pizza. No. no. Uh, oh, know. you know what? You know what? I would date Jonah from Lonely Girl 15. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good one. What a cute dork. I would date I would date Jonah. Yeah, damn, that's a good one. He's dumb, but like in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Scrolling through a little more. I'm thinking of who are who's eligible. Um we're going to have a lot of people tweeting us saying that they're mad that we didn't choose Evan from Everyman Hybrid, <laughs> and I want you to know that you're all valid. Um also get some help yeah Um, (laughs) i'm like i'm too i'm too many like degrees close to the everyman hybrid people now in in real life to like (laughs) it's weird to be like i would date jeff my friend (laughs) (laughs) you know joe from uh joe from bbb is pretty cute And I'm looking through, and I'm like, "Oh, I could date the frog from Frog Fractions." Could it's just date the not frog that from many, frog uh, not that many eligible bark chillers out there. Would you couldn't? Would you date Camdrome, Andrew? I would not date Camdrome. Uh, <laughs> no, I would say probably. Uh, pro- I think Jonah from This Is My or Jonah from uh, that one, um, Lonely Girl Fifteen. Um, I'm looking through the rest of the cast, and I was like, is there anyone else in this cast who's dateable? And I'm no, like, eh. absolutely not. Bree's cute, but, like, very dumb. I can't... And and part of a cult and all that. Um, What's his nut sucks. I forgot. I don't remember that guy's name. You know da- exactly Daniel? what I'm talking about. Daniel. Yeah, Daniel sucks. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's uh, the weird professor, dude. Oh, I would date... I guess. I would date Spartacus, too, from The Beast shit spartacus 2 would be dope she's great a hot lady robot with two swords for arms i'm in (laughs) hell yeah thank you for that excellent question ben um (laughs) all right uh, i got a question here from one or on twitter uh who asks with all these episodes under your belt, I'm so curious what bits you've had to cut that you wish you could have kept. Um, oh, God. I don't well, know. Well, <laughs> as the person that edits the show, 
Um, I will say that I think I keep pretty much everything that I want to keep. I, I like, I, I know that sounds dumb, but like, I don't think that there has been any time that I have cut something for, um, I, I've cut things for, uh, if it, if a joke doesn't work or if we're wrong about something in a way that we end up like really correcting ourselves on later, um, then I'll cut it in editing. Um, but part of it is that our episodes are long. Um, and if, if we took an episode and episodes as they currently are, are like, if you want to say two and a half hours, sure. Done. If we cut all of the like bits and jokes and extra stuff that we've added in, we get it down to like two hours and 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> and at that point, it's still a long fucking episode, you know? Like at, at at the at the length of time that we're dealing with in an episode, it's not like we're cutting significant time out of an episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So and and I think that a part of keeping those in adds a bit of levity and adds the natural flow of conversation that keeps us energized in talking about it, and that I hope keeps the audience energized in listening to it. Um. I could be off base. Tweet me if I'm wrong. Um, but <laughs> I think I'm right. Um, and so the 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 long and short of this answer is that I haven't cut bits. Um, and if I did cut things out of the show, I I wouldn't cut the ones I want to keep, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm a believer in killing darlings uh, when it comes to a lot of projects. Here, I feel like those darlings help things stay in. Um, mostly what I cut are silences and us looking things up and times that we have to step away from the camera to blow a nose. Um, <laughs> that's really what I cut. Yeah, I know the the one episode that Blake and I did had a bunch of cut bits that was just like mostly us like fucking around <laughs> that didn't make the rest of the episode. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, also the few episodes that I've edited, I didn't cut out really that much. <laughs> yeah, and I will say, I think that we, I think we do a decent enough job of the bits that we end up having in the episode relate to the topic at hand, and they're not a far enough offshoot from what we're talking about to yeah. really feel like they're out of place. So yeah. that's part of why I feel just, you know, I'll leave in us talking about Jigsaw at the Cheesecake <laughs> Factory uh, because we're talking about what if, like, things being like Jigsaw and making fun of the serial killer mentality. I was um, about to say, uh, friend of the show, Snow Glass, made a really nice animatic of, uh, of Andrew's Jigsaw bit for the last episode. <laughs> That is the answer to a different question for me uh, uh-huh. later. But yeah, yeah, that animatic of uh, Jigsaw at the Chainsaw at, <laughs> Jigsaw at the Chainsaw Factory at the Cheesecake Factory uh, is very good. So thank you to Snow Glass for making it because I've watched it a good twenty times. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that we're on the more technical thing, uh. We are Alexandra writes in and says, what's your favorite thing about making the show? Uh, My favorite thing about making the show is, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago when we started talking about the Dexter arc, but my 
absolute favorite thing about making the show is that is when I find something just like absolutely batshit insane about an arg that I'm reading for the first time and I'm thinking in my mind of like, oh, I'm gonna get to say this out loud to Andrew and he's gonna experience <laughs> it for the first time on the air. <laughs> Uh, what actually... Marn is saying is that she likes having a victim. <laughs> I just think yeah. this, I just love that moment of like, I get to say something absolutely insane and you react to it in real time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my favorite thing about making the show is... When I land on a, uh, when, when my reaction to something is something that truly makes Marn laugh, uh, whether that is, I think of a joke that is funny, or I just have a question about what Marn has just told me that like is absolutely insane. Um, those moments of laughing together about ARGs are really funny to me and I, I, I love them a lot. Um, the other thing I like about making the show is like, there is a a deep sense of like i don't know there's just a good feeling i get hitting publish on an episode um it's it i, I my favorite thing about making the show is making the show i know that sounds kind of dumb to say out loud but like knowing like ah yeah i've been making a podcast for 3 years i have 3 years of episodes under my belt um that feeling of accomplishment uh drives me yeah and so it's why i'm still doing this <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. It's surely not editing two hours of content. (laughs) But you got to do it. (laughs) But yeah, I also, I love it when Marn tells me some (laughs) just buck crazy fact that I have to like absorb and be like, hold on. Why did people think that? No, no, I need you to stop. I need you to go back. We're still on this. Um I, I, I like those moments in recording, and uh, I wouldn't cut them for the world. <laughs> it's always fun because I have, I think, almost 100% accurately predicted every single time I've like read an outline what those moments are going to be. <laughs> in Marn's outline, she's like, great, we're going to have to put 15 minutes of Andrew dissecting this ARG plotline uh, in the episode here, <laughs> and sure enough, we deliver. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Well, speaking of those, uh, Quinn writes in and says, what is your favorite ARG moment you've talked about on the show? God, I don't know if my memory goes back that far. Oh, wait, you know what? Absolutely spectacular organic. The like the weird plot twisted spectacular organic. Oh, yeah. When the guy, uh, what did he do? He pretended to dox himself or something? The, uh, the, the players, like, sur- dug through his Reddit history and, like, found out who he was in real life. And then he incorporated it into the plot of the ARG, like, almost immediately. Right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That I think was that was super cool. Yeah, I think that was the first like actually like batshit insane arg thing we talked about on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of wild shit in that one. Um, but yeah, I I did love. Uh, I think that was the first thing that I I ever clipped from an episode was when mm-hmm. I was editing, and it was the moment that that. 
you were telling me about that and that's when i was like oh we have some we've found something cool here huh like this is a fun show this this episode um it's still one of my favorites just because of yeah a how wild the game ended up being but b i think that we uh i think that was the episode where we fell into a groove and so it really like helped things out i i like that one a lot yeah that episode and art of the heist are usually the ones i recommend people because they're like they're bonkers and also they just like they're bonkers in a way where like the energy that we have talking about them is really good (laughs) yeah absolutely um i also think i'm i'm looking through our our list of episodes right now i think that two of the ones that really stand out to me um are weirdly back to back um i think iris uh, oh iris was good yeah kind of as a whole but when we realized like three-fourths of the way through that we were just kind of like what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah. uh when it was like getting all weird and metaphysical about halo uh <laughs> halo colon combat evolved three um but it was just like the what we end, we called it the Kingdom Hearts of Halo at the time, and I I really liked that moment of like, what is this weird game trying to do yeah. in the Halo universe of all places in an ARG for the third game that started on the forums? Um, <laughs> I I I liked that a whole lot, and that was one of the moments of we we I don't know that I'd call it that we dunked on it, but it was us really breaking into like aren't args so weird um and i'm glad that we got to have that experience with my best friend master chief um i also really liked uh in in for me it was the brain breaking moment that i learned that uh pronunciation book a pronunciation guide and horse ebooks were connected and that they were an advertisement for a new video game in bear stearns bravo oh Um, yeah (laughs) Bear Stearns Bravo was a weird episode because it was like the game itself was interesting enough, uh, but there was for me it was a lot of Marn saying so then pronunciation guide and I was like hold on that weird website I followed back in 2010 I I followed that what do you mean it's an ARG <laughs> um, it, that was that was a lot of fun to me and while it's not like a buck wild moment in an ARG it's buck wild for me talking about it and it was a cool experience to record oh yeah that was the episode that we did with wheels I like that episode yeah it was a good episode we should do more guest episodes going into the third year of Arcanauts <laughs> I, I would like to do more guest things I have been thinking a lot about how to make guest episodes work um because it's very rude to sit down with someone and say, hey, can you take four hours out of your schedule to talk about an ARG? <laughs> yeah. So I I think I think we should talk about this off air. But I do think that we I would like to start incorporating maybe some guests into um, our media analysis episodes. Oh, that's fun. Because I think that we can um, we can try to schedule like one person a month for that. And I think that like getting people on to talk about ARG movies is going to be an easier sell. Yeah, I like that. So in the future, look for us trying to incorporate uh, other podcasters into our meaty ARG analyses. Is that, oh, yeah. is that is that the right fake word I'm using there? Meaty ARG analyses? I that guess. Sounds right. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, speaking of episodes that you said that was a good one about, uh, Millie wants to know if you could go back and redo the episode for any ARG, which would you do? I have an answer in mind. Do you really? I do. I wish. So I, one thing that I would like to do, I think it would be cool if we could re-record the first couple episodes, just now that we have actual recording hardware. That oh yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and one of us isn't sitting in a beanbag chair. <laughs> But I also wish that, but, but th- th- those, I don't, we can't, you can't re-record an episode and have it be good. Um, that's something we learned doing the Dark Knight Part 3. Um, that one was good, but because of the weird energy we were bringing into it, I think that those other episodes are good because of the content itself. Um, so those would be hard to redo. Um the episode that I would love to redo and that I think could be neat if we got like, two other people to do it instead of me who already knows the game mm-hmm. um is the D no stone unturned arg oh interesting because that episode is one where we were doing it for international podcast month we were doing it for an external source um so it was like a bonus episode we recorded off schedule oh yeah yeah i i agree their, with you now that i'm thinking about it <laughs> and their recording requirement was that the episode had to be fewer like shorter than 50 minutes and uh listeners i don't know if you know our show <laughs> but we don't typically go below 50 minutes uh, yeah. we don't typically <laughs> go below 100 minutes so uh <laughs> if you want to know what it sounds like to listen to a podcast where marn and i have uh, guns to our heads to talk about an arg that's the one to check out well it was also it it had to be less than an hour and we couldn't swear so yes. the entire oh, yes time, yes yes so the whole episode we both sound like we're being held at gunpoint i'm pretty sure towards the end you could actually hear us start going faster and faster because we realized we were running out of time yes um if there's any episode to re-record, I think it is that one. It's yeah. one where we sit down, we both grab a beer, we just take it at our own pace, we cuss up a storm, we get to talk <laughs> about D&D along the way. Uh, we get to insert jokes, because there were times where I was like, I think of a funny thing, I'm not going to say it, because we're at 23 minutes and halfway through. Um, so, <laughs> so, I think that there could be a... Uh, a redone episode there but i don't think that i don't think there are very many others that we could truly redo an episode in a way that i think would really help yeah maybe some of the ones where i do kind of wish that the uh we did that that uh the update episode for a couple ARGs that started back up oh yeah um I kind of wish we'd waited for those to wrap back up again before doing them just in hindsight because now it feels weird that we've done like two episodes on Ben Drowned but not one wrapping it up finally because they're on hiatus again now like well Ben Drowned Drowned ended did it end to end I thought there was still some stuff going on so it it ended but there uh there is gonna be some kind of like special epilogue thing I think I don't know that's the thing with Ben Drowned is that there's always something just around the corner that's supposed to happen so I never know when we should cover it yeah, I mean, I think it it we it might be at a place where we can like safely cover it. Some of the some of the some of the ARGs we covered, I wish that we had known that it was going to start up two weeks after we recorded an episode on it. Uh, so maybe we could have held off and done the full picture. Um, but that's really the only thing I can think of of episodes to redo episodes for. 
yeah no i'm with you but yeah uh if you if you want to hear uh podcasting under duress go check out that other episode (laughs) (laughs) all right uh speaking of our uh that great animation uh snow writes in and says uh if you could pick any two args to have a crossover what would they be Ooh. i want to put master chief in this is my milwaukee oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i want to put hold on i'm i'm consulting my big list uh i want to put the crew from art of the heist in Bear Stearns Bravo. Okay. Roger Murder shows up and he's got a cannon arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see what you're saying, but I would like to pitch this. Uh-huh. You're in the ruins of what used to be Milwaukee. It's been a long, hard journey. And you think you've emerged with what could have been a Godseed power core back in the day. You'll have to bring it back to Fabrizio to check. But for now... You think you could have something, but there's a problem. Your your group, you, you stumble on your way out of the ruins. You step on a twig and you look to your left and you see there they are. Those businessmen with their arms raised. They see you too. Um, they start running towards you, arms outstretched, and you know that you're about to die. And you turn a corner to try and find any bit of cover you can find. And there, standing there, gleaming in glowing green body armor and a weird dusty poncho is a master chief. Oh, that's so good. And he says, this is my Milwaukee too. <laughs> and then turns the corner and mows him down with a battle rifle. That's a bone up for me. Uh, I want to put the Joker in Lonely Girl 15. watching youtube every day you come home you're like who responded to videos and you see one video that a guy that says hello brie you know i've been watching these uh, youtube videos you've been putting out for quite some time and uh (laughs) i think i have some ideas about this organization you're dealing with (laughs) I just see him being a YouTube response person. Oh, for sure. I don't I don't want him to be involved in the plot. I just want him making his own deranged like video replies. Everyone's like, "Is this Joker guy for real?" <laughs> yeah. It's just a side game jacking experience. 3 videos later another guy hijacks and is like, "I've seen these videos that the clown guy's been putting out. Does anyone know where he is?" I've been looking for him, and I I want to take him down. <laughs> his his handle's like BW dash Batman. He's like oh God. Bree, if you're watching this, I want you to know. I think you can trust Jonah. <laughs> Guys with that much money are usually pretty good. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> why didn't Lonely Girl Fifteen have a Batman crossover? Yeah. Hey, uh, riddle me this, Bree. 
why would the organization tell you to go to this place if they were planning a ritual over here this entire time? Anyways, follow my channel, Eddie Ends. Um, I think that these riddles will soon become apparent. <laughs> Shit, I just want this is I, I just want Lonely Girl 15, but with Batman characters now. Yeah, Did just you... stop making you video responses. Just give us a Batman vlog series, DC Comics. <laughs> uh, speaking of, what mediums or platforms do you think could or should be explored in more ARGs? I think Batman-based video replies on YouTube channels. I think that really sums it up. Absolutely. Did you know they're making like a, a Batman like fiction podcast that like takes place in the in the in the universe of Batman? Which Batman villains have podcasts, Marn? The Riddler absolutely has podcasts. Riddler absolutely. That one's that one's your bingo card free space. Um, <laughs> I think Killer Croc doesn't, but he has like a YouTube like lifestyle fitness Instagram brand. Hmm. Yes. Uh, it's like get ripped like a croc. Um I think that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy have a podcast that's like my favorite murder, but they're just talking about murders that they've committed personally. <laughs> I think Scarecrow has a podcast. Uh-huh. Um yeah, talking about fear. He tries to get guests, but they all they all ghost him. Um, <laughs> Mr. Freeze has a podcast. It's the most unlistenable podcast in existence. <laughs> because there's just a bunch of background, like, tube noises <laughs> from steam vents and shit coming off of his helmet. <laughs> he just talks about how he misses his wife a lot. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Bane is like a dirtbag leftist podcast. <laughs> oh man, I had to pull up a list of uh, of Batman villains. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's like a really good there's like a Tumblr post that was circulating a little while ago about like what what if the Riddler had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And just like you kid- can use promo code Enigma, that's N Y G M A, to sign up for Squarespace. <laughs> and just like kidnapped people to make him be on his stupid riddles podcast. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm the Riddler. Please let me go. Please let me go. And welcome to the Riddler cast. <laughs> Oh yeah, the the original bit was uh, I think the Riddler should do a riddle me piss type segment. Like he should have a <laughs> podcast, and the whole podcast should be riddle me piss. I I think to go with the the, the bim bam uh, thing, I think that he has that segment on someone else's podcast, and they treat it like the McElroys treat their <laughs> own home. Yeah, they're just like ah oh, fuck, who put Edward in this one? <laughs> He keeps breaking into their studio at gunpoint to riddle me piss. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man. <laughs> Onomatopoeia should have a podcast. Yes. It's just Adam. mouth noises. <laughs> Fucking absolutely. <laughs> I feel like we're vastly off topic. Uh, uh, what, <laughs> what, what mediums or platforms should be covered in... Or explored more in args. <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. I do kind of want more podcast args. I think podcast args are cool. I uh, hot take. I like podcasts. Um, but I think that the idea of having a permanent feed is a very strong uh, place for a po- place for an ARG to take place. Um, we didn't utilize our podcast feed too much for the pod for ours, and I think that was a mistake. I think that we should uh, we. We should set up a podcast feed for a ARG that we do in the future. Yeah. Um, there was one uh, recently, the Golden House podcast. So it was like a podcast mini series that had like ARG elements where you could like listen to clues in the episodes and like go find hidden episodes online. And I thought that was very fun. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, it was by the uh, imag- Imaginary Advice guy. Um, mm-hmm. And he actually at the end of it put out like kind of a meta episode explaining like walking through all of the like puzzles and how you could get to all of the uh the like secret episodes and stuff that's that's really cool and i think that one thing that i would like to see um this is tangentially related um while this isn't a platform that should be explored within an arg i would love to see more um meta how it's done type things i agree I, I think that uh, beyond just, like, being a educational resource for people, for doing game and puzzle design, uh, beyond just that, I think it would be cool to see behind the scenes and know how things tick. Um, that's the kind of person that I am in general when it comes to looking at stuff like this, uh, but I would love to see more of that kind of content. Um, not just, like... Not just let me explain a cipher, but like here's ways you could use it or here's how puzzles can be done behind the scenes. Um, Or even just like here are some tips for setting up a website for an ARG. Um, Things like that I think could go a long way toward helping people get in on the ground floor. And um, I think that there are people that like clown on the fact that, you know, you'll find a bunch of ARGs that start on the ARG subreddit all the time. Um... I think we kind of clown on it a bit here as well, but I think that that's a strong thing. Um, it's a good for, it's, it's good to have a lot of small, bad ARGs. Um, that means things are healthy. <laughs> There's a lot of small, bad books. There's a lot of small, bad movies. There's a lot of small, bad everythings. Um, that's when things become like a true art form that people are working with and elevating and growing in. And I think that getting more people involved on the ground floor is a great thing. Yeah, I agree. People, uh, people in our people in our Discord said that they've noticed that I've stopped saying that's true as much, and now I'm like (laughs) thinking about it. (laughs) Now I'm I'm in my head about it. (laughs) Marna's losing her. uh, Lose. You're losing your cred. (laughs) What people won't know if it's true or not anymore. Uh, you're right. I think I've just started saying you're right more instead of that's true. That's because I'm right. <laughs> Our audience needs to recognize that I'm more right now. <laughs> uh, jumping back to a uh, friend of the show, Riley, they ask, 
Do you still like ARGs as much as you did when you started this podcast? Yes. If anything, I think I like them more. Yeah, I think that I have, um, in the same way that, like, I don't know, the same way that learning about anything makes it kind of lose its luster, um, I feel like I have a, ARGs have become more demystified for me, um, and so it's easier for me to clown on them now. Um, Part of that is as someone that has run an ARG, as small as ours was, uh, but also just one that has seen so many different ARGs and how they play out that nowadays I'm like, what's a dumb way to run an ARG? What are you doing that for? (laughs) Instead of being like, oh, what a mystical elevated art that I can't critique. (laughs) No, yeah, I definitely feel the same way. Like, it's it's a lot easier to metagame when you suddenly have built up a vocabulary to, like, talk about these things and like yes you've studied them kind of from behind the curtain um Uh but i think that also makes me appreciate more when args do cool stuff agreed 100 percent. yeah i think yeah i think we're on the same wavelength i get them now on a more meta level which in some ways is a little sad and they kind of lose their luster but that does let me like see beyond them into what is interesting about them too yeah hell yeah well, speaking on, on to that, uh, Digital Mo- Roadmap writes in and says, Between making this and Pepsi Navy, do you find yourself looking at puzzles and the like with a more meta attitude? Yes. I, I think, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I've, I've always been the person who, um, I don't remember if I told this mini story on the podcast or not, so I'm going to do it again. Uh, but uh, I, I went to Vegas with some friends uh two years ago i think uh the year before the lockdown um and we saw a magic show and i spent the whole time i i I can't watch it and say wow what a neat magic trick um i need to watch it and see how did he do it um and try to piece together how i think the trick came together and for me there's an appreciation of the the artistry that goes into learning and perfecting and, and the the craft of it all of making a magic trick to how it works. But I'm not interested in them in the sense of like, Ooh, wow. What a neat thing they did. I'm interested in a, how did they pull that off? Um, I think that that's where I started with ARGs. Um, and now that I've run one and have seen so many, my interest in that has just skyrocketed. Um, I want to know the behind the scenes. I want to know, uh, why choices were made to do things the way that they were more than I care about the choices that were made. Um, I I love, I, I want there to be more uh, post-mortem style things and just a more direct of like, how did we do this? Um, I, I love all of that style of uh, 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 content that's out there and I want there to be more of it so for me that meta attitude is is all I bring into ARGs anymore <laughs> oh yeah no I'm, I'm definitely with you like I don't know I I like having the the childlike wonder of like being onboarded into an ARG and like not understanding how some of the behind the scenes of stuff work, but I also definitely always want to know how the behind the scenes stuff works. Uh huh. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um. 
All right. Uh, B.O. Kirby writes in and says, what's your ARG OTP? Oh, God. I don't know. I think it's, for me, it's got to be the the Sexy Girl Max crew. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I can't, I can't think of any ARGs that we've covered that are that, uh, that directly couple oriented, uh, that I'm, I'm rooting for. Cause it's not like Batman and Rachel from the Dark Knight. <laughs> I mean, you do frogs and fractions. Yeah, there's more romance in, in ARGs, I think. I, yeah, I, uh. I've I've heard a cool idea for a romance based ARG. Um, I don't know if its creator is working on it, and I don't want to blow up their spot if they mm-hmm. are, or if it's something that's on the back burner. But I want them to put it out. So uh, get on that, friend. <laughs> I know I know what you're talking <laughs> about, and I agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, just not a lot of. I mean, the Beast had some like AI human romance in in it, and that was nice. Yeah. That's true. But like, yeah, it's just not a lot of not a lot of but most of those ended in murder. So like not a lot I'm super into. Yeah. Uh we got another one from Millie. Uh what ARG that we've covered on the show do we wish we could have participated in? Um for tough. me it's the Jejun Institute. Oh, yes, absolutely. I was going to say that's tough because I've participated in some of my favorite ones, at least a little uh-huh. bit. But yes, definitely Jejun. Uh, Jejun seems like it had a re- I, it had a good mix of um, puzzles that were neat and interesting locations and ideas around mm-hmm. the city. Um, I don't really care about the, the story that much in the meta plot, but the, the like the, I don't care about the lore. But the plot I like a lot as a player who's going through things. Um, I like that a whole lot. And so I would have loved to have been part of that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I. it just seems like a really special thing to like be able to experience, I think. A hundred percent. Spectacular Organic, I'm kind of sad that I didn't stick with until it got like really insane towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacular Organic would be very cool. I like I watched like the first couple of videos and I was like, OK, I guess. This is what it is. And I kind of like stopped paying attention to it until we covered it for the podcast, (laughs) which was clearly a mistake. I just want that good juice. I know you do, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. I've got a question. It's the most Riley question I've ever heard. Uh, If you put every arg you've covered so far into a bracket, which one would win? We should do that. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Arg, arg bracket. <laughs> I, like, I think we should actually do that. Let's do Marg Madness. Oh my god, can we please? Uh, how, we have... We've done 61 episodes. I bet... Uh, you know what? I'll do some culling. Let me look at the number of ARGs we have. Uh, I'll see if I can put together Marg Madness on our Twitter oh, timeline. Oh, fuck yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, because uh, and I want this to be. We'll do polls so that uh, the community gets to vote. So keep an eye out. Oh yes, this is so exciting. This rules. Okay, hell yeah. Um, and then I've got this last question. I kind of want to spend a little bit more time and go a bit more uh, 
deep into, partially because we're shorter on time than I really expected us to be, um, but also because I think it's a really interesting question uh, that I want to dig into. Um, Constellation writes in and asks, if you were running an ARG with a large budget, I'm going to say infinite budget, uh, what are the kind of things you'd want to do? Oh... I had an idea today uh, while looking through... Marn, I don't know if you saw this. I retweeted it, uh, but a new house dropped today. Um, you know Buckwild Zillow listings? Yes. I, I A new one dropped today. That is incredible. Um, I would love to... I think... I have no idea how expensive it would be to try and, like rent out a place to take fake Zillow photos and put together house listings to use as a, uh, to, to make a puzzle out of. But I think it would be very cool to try and do something like that. Yes. That would be amazing. So that, that's one idea of something I would do if I had an infinite budget for an ARG. Um, I just want to, I just want to, to, to pitch for a little bit as we like, think of what is the most buckwild puzzles we can think of or like, events for people to see uh i've said this before but i would want to do something with sending people cake because i think that's very funny <laughs> it's it's a very good who doesn't <laughs> want to get a cake you know, I know. <laughs> like i'm not i'm not big into cake it's one of my least favorite desserts but like if someone says hi i have a cake for you i'm not gonna turn it away <laughs> you know if i had a million dollars the instant we took pepsi arg off hiatus every single person would be getting a cake to tell them that it was off hiatus (laughs) (laughs) every single person whose address we have Uh uh-huh uh-huh oh i know at least one of them has moved so someone's gonna be very confused Oh, that's a good idea. I I love. I would do so much uh, mail based stuff. The problem is nowadays, puzzle, like clues won't arrive if you send them in the mail. Yeah. God, what would we do with a big budget? What would I do with a big budget? I'm just like thinking of the big budget args that we've covered and just like the whack shit that they've done. Uh, I would buy a car and leave it somewhere and force people to break into it to get an important dead drop. (laughs) I'm just thinking of, like, art of the heist, but you up the ante and you just buy a car and, like, leave it in a lot somewhere. Oh, man. (laughs) And you're like, and you're either like, okay, you have to go to the secondary location to get the keys or you just straight up have to break into the car. My God, that's incredible. <laughs> I think it would be cool to do an event where you did a a screening of something, uh, where you rent out like a private theater. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be for a movie that the ARG is about, but if it was like, hey, we're doing a movie night, come here, and then like between films, you showed something on the screen that ended up being a clue or something. I think that would be cool. You do a double feature and then at an intermission you have something happen. Oh, that's so fun. This is very much just like my humans versus zombies brain happening. But like basically anything where you can get all of your players in one place somehow. It's just like, Uh that's just, 
the ideal for me because then you can you can do all of the fun shit like you make them go into the woods and you like have npcs like spook them and stuff like that that would be cool i was just thinking actors would be a big thing yes um i would love to run an arg where i had the budget to hire actors and that i didn't have to play all of the npcs yes actors and like paying for transportation for people i think is where i would put most of my money that would be cool yeah i know that uh when we did like we did the c2e2 thing and it was i wish i'd been able to hire an actor for the people to meet there at the site if for no other reason than to not have to be like great i'm gonna go in and pretend to do a thing and then it'll be like Okay, now I'm out of character. Hey, friends, how are you? Yeah. And then, like, run into them around the... Con- like, ar- I-, I ran into them multiple times around the convention center. Because uh, I was there as, like, my bachelor party, basically. Um, and so, like, I was with my my uh, groomsmen. Uh, and and so I was being like, hey, <laughs> I see y'all over there. It was weird to be like, yep, I'm still wearing the outfit from the thing. <laughs> uh, so actors would be great. Um, mm-hmm. I do like the idea of spooking people in the woods. Yes. Um, I would love to. I was thinking the other day, have you seen uh, there's a season of the show that Candle Cove is from? I know what you're talking about. I know the Channels, show. Channel Zero. Yes, Channel Zero. Um there's a season of it that is like, it's a haunted house, but like, where oh, the people go yeah, into yeah, a yeah, house, yeah, 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 and then yeah. they like they leave the house, and the, but what they don't realize is that they've gone into like, the alternate version of their hometown, and that like shit is messed up outside of the house. Mm-hmm. I want to sponsor an escape room to do that, where players go into the escape room and they think they're solving this escape room that takes place over the course of an hour or whatever. And then when they leave the escape room and they escape that room, they realize that like the escape building as a whole is the escape room. Yes. I like that a lot. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. Um, what you I, I haven't been able to like sit down and think about what the bigger implications of doing something like that could be, but I think that that idea would be super cool where you have like maybe even just like an easy escape room that people are like, we solved that in 30 minutes, uh-huh. like damn. And then they like they go out that door and the place where they entered into before is now a bigger escape room where the escape escape okay. room company itself is the room you have to escape. Andrew, and I like, hate to tell you, but you are just describing the movie Escape Room. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all should check out this month's meaty arg analysis where we're going to watch the classic horror film Escape Room. <laughs> classic 2019 horror movie. <laughs> Damn it. Anyways, I want that to be a thing. I, want, I, I, want, I want to leave an escape room and realize I'm and realize I'm still in the escape room. No, yeah, that's, I would love. I think that's the appeal of ARGs as a whole, right? It's an air, it's an escape room you'd never have to leave. Yeah, and like, I would love to do some kind of like, almost like immersive theater thing where you like 
rent out a warehouse or whatever and like build just like a self-contained set inside of it or like many different sets that like the players can explore like Uh that that absolutely fucks to me i love like sleep no more and stuff like that that would be cool yeah i think i think like and and this is weird but like the biggest thing that i would love to do with an arg if i had a budget is put together a media kit like as boring as that answer is pay someone to put together a media kit and to like put together a pr blast so that like argnet knows we're starting an arg polygon knows we're starting an arg like whatever outlets cover args know that it's happening and write about it um i feel like in indie communities that's a thing that like I feel like that's one of the bigger things that separates like indie from established, not necessarily yeah. in ARG. I'm sure in ARGs as a whole, but also in like, I don't know, in, in game design. I think that there's a lot of game developers who would do a lot better if they put together a media kit to send places as they did game releases. Um, same with, um, I mean, game design's the big one in the circles that I run in. Uh, same with podcasts, you know? Uh, if I had infinite budget for Argonauts, one of the first things I would do, A, I'd pay someone else to edit it. Uh, B, <laughs> but B, I would uh, get someone to put together like, hey, can you put together a media kit to send out for like, I don't know, the AV club doesn't know about a podcast unless you tell them about them. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise you have to be very lucky that they find it organically or you can put it in front of them. Um, getting that kind of meta back element of here, let's get this in front of people. Uh, to me, will grow a player base better than just, like, hoping your players tell other people about it. Yeah, and I feel like especially with, like, indie args, the kind of everywhere where you can go online to find those is so saturated with them that it's, like, really hard to know what is good and what's bad. (laughs) Or, like, what is... Or, like, what is going to be a very long-term commitment with like a rich story and what is just like someone making some puzzles for fun. Yeah. And I, I, I was thinking a little while ago, I was like, what could we have done with a uh, Pepsi Navy to like get Michael Anderson to notice it or get Argonet to notice it. And I think that the answer is we could have DM'd him, you know? Um, I think that's an easy answer to just like, Oh, we could have done that. And then Argonet would know about us whether they write about it or not who knows but like oh there there are doors we can walk through um and money helps open up doors like that so that's another part of the 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 budget that i would like to do also i think it'd be cool to blow up something yeah i think it would be cool to do like a fake city but i don't know why all of my ideas involve cars uh i think it would be fun to do like a fake city bus tour ooh like we get a fake like we rent a bus and get a fake tour guide uh-huh. and then have them drive around a re- ooh yeah and they and like plot relevant stuff or like clues get dropped during the tour yeah oh that would be so cool marn your mind <laughs> i'm out here like we can blow up a bus <laughs> I'm just, like, thinking of stuff that other high-budget args have done and, like, how we could iterate on it. Like, uh, Art of the Heist did that, like, thing where they put everybody on a boat. Um, 
but I like I I think that you could iterate on that. You could go bigger. You could do. Uh-huh. You could rent a bus. You could like give a tour of like a museum or something, and like they have to find clues in the paintings or whatever. Oh, I like that you uh you take your players to like around to a bunch of paintings where someone is pointing different directions and they realize it like up left right left left or whatever mm-hmm. is a code for something i like that oh i like that <laughs> remember going to places <laughs> remember people places and things <laughs> oh boy i'm trying to think what is like online what would be able to be done in in 2020 uh, uh which is the year i still think it is apparently what uh we're in 2020 starting a fake meal kit service (laughs) (laughs) or just like a a subscription arg box that just has like actually hold on that's our new grift that's how we're gonna monetize this podcast tm 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 (laughs) did you ever read uh, a series of unfortunate events uh yeah you know how they had like the fridge code in one of the later books yes that sounds I would, that sounds familiar yeah they they had like a, a fridge code where it was like this thing like this specific kind of jam in the fridge means like danger uh i would do that but with like a meal kit box so like the meal kits themselves are actually codes and you have are the to like clues yeah and you like get a key to them shit marn you're too good at arg <laughs> I think I think all all this proves is that you can't give me infinite budget or I become infinitely powerful. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I think that's going to do it for us unless you've got anything else. No, I think I'm out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to help give Marn infinite budget, you can find us on Patreon. We've got a Patreon. Uh, if you go to P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com, that's Patreon. Uh, you can give us money so that Marn can send you a bespoke meal box <laughs> in the mail. Uh, for legal purposes, that's not an actual promise. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, are, otherwise... we, are we doing recommendations this week? Oh, shit. We need to recommend things. I thought about... I was thinking about how it was too easy of a of a jump to go from giving Marn an infinite budget to pay us money. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't pass up the transition so good. Uh, Yeah, what's what's your recommendation? Uh, My recommendation for this week is uh, a a different podcast that we were on. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Uh, We did a... I don't... Is it out yet? It's out, because people told me they were listening to it. Uh, we did, with our friends Chris and Kat, an episode of Citizen Hank uh, for the Orange Grove's show swap, uh, but we did it about the Venture Brothers instead of about King of the Hill. Um, and we talked about uh, Andrew's favorite Venture Brothers episode, uh, Ghost of the Sargasso, and it was a fun time. Yeah, uh, we did Citizen Hank. Citizen Hank claims that if you want to understand America, you got to look at it through its best Hank. Hank Hill from uh, from uh, King of the Hill. Jory's wrong. 
uh, but he's he's half right. Uh, it is a Hank, and it's Hank Venture. Hank Venture's the most important Hank in animation, uh, and Ghost of the Sagas is the best Venture Rose episode. So uh, y'all should check out that episode and check out the podcast we were on. It was a lot of fun. It felt yeah. weird leading someone else's podcast. <laughs> I had a I had a lot of fun being on it. Um, I don't get to podcast with Chris and Cat often, but when I do, it's a joy. Um, and I think it was a very funny episode, and we got to talk about the Venture Brothers, which is like one of my favorite things in the world. So you should go listen yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> I did a uh, I did a Twilight themed interstitial actual play with Cat and. I want it to see the light of day, but I'm not sure if it will. Uh, so I, I, I really like recording with them. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> they actually they live near me, so we we actually drive out and drop off cookies at their doorstep every once in a while just to say hey. <laughs> They're the only people I've seen during COVID. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> That's Kat so Chris nice, though. People. Yeah. Uh. You know what? That'll be my recommendation today. Uh, show uh, our friends Cat and Chris some love. Uh, Cat is on Summer Twilight Book Club, which is on a hiatus at the moment, uh, but is an incredible podcast that is uh, very good. If you liked Twilight back in the day and want to examine what it's like to have liked it um, in, in the year of our Lord 2019, or 2021, but 2019, 2018, 2020, uh, you should check that show out. It's really good. They've covered the first two books. Uh, and it's a smart look at uh, at Twilight and people's responses to it. Um, and Chris has a lot of great comics out. Uh, you can find him on his Gumroad shop. I will link that in our show notes. Uh, and he was also on a show called Nervous Rex uh, on the Orange Groves Network. If you like Neon Genesis Evangelion uh, or just want to hear insightful critique in the uh, newbie and rewatch style... Uh, Chris and Joe did a great show all about them. Uh, they've covered everything Evangelion related except for the new movie that is coming out soon, question mark, hopefully. Uh, so really great show. Um, yeah, go give Kat and Chris some love. Ignore us. Yeah. Also, you should... Uh... But not uh, not entirely. Check out <laughs> Citizen Hank. Also, you should listen to the rest of the Orange Groves uh, show swaps. They're really good. Yeah. Uh, Rain did a really good... Uh, revival of wikipedia uh-huh. um uh evident saker got... did champs in the making uh-huh uh we got a good uh champs in the making bracket where people are ranking uh star wars boats uh didn't riley and joe do bed bath yes they did bed bath and Blaseball. i think oh yeah i haven't listened to that one yet i don't know if they planned it or if joe just woke up one morning to a ringing phone but uh <laughs> should be good Oh, also, there was a uh, a casual wrestling, a, a casual wrestling podcast crossover with the Marmoset Chronicles, where they talked about a definitely real wrestling match that happened to promote the King Killer Chronicles. Hell yeah! A definitely real series of movies. Hell yeah! Not the King Killer Chronicles. That actually is a hold on the Marmoset Chronicles. <laughs> the King Killer Chronicles is an actual set of books that exists. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Now that we've pitched our friends, I think that's going to do it for us, Marn. What do you say? Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Well, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so by going to Twitter. Uh, we're together at Argonauts Pod on Twitter. Otherwise, you can message us. I'm at co-host Sherms. I am at Corp Survivors. Uh, and if you want to support the show, you can do so at the aforementioned Patreon. Uh, otherwise, you can do so. Uh, the best way to do it is to 
honestly, share the word. Uh, spread the show. Tell people about it that you like it. Um, spread the word about it. Cause, uh, and, and maybe leave a review uh, if you want to. I'm not entirely sure if it really helps that much. But it, it definitely shows us that uh, it feels nice to be loved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell your friends about the show. Spread it around. Um, make an animation about it. Oh, you know what? There's one other question that I completely forgot to get to um, that my fiance wrote in. And th- she asked, what's your favorite uh, Argonauts podcasting moment this year? Um, mine was when we had someone make an animation of something that I said on the podcast. Um, I've never had fan art of myself made before. So that was absolutely wild. And I might have teared up at it. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> good i'm glad we had the same one so it didn't completely derail this ending no no no, <laughs> no i'm there um, with you but yeah uh thank you all for making this three years so wonderful uh this has been a lot of fun and we wouldn't be able to make this great show without you actually we would but we'd just be screaming into a void yeah um, pretty so much it's, it's, it's nice to know that the void is listening yeah well in that case i think that's gonna do it for us so until next time that's args baby happy birthday beautiful blood-sucking babes. I'm Sahana. And I'm Kat. And we're the hosts of Summer Twilight Book Club, a podcast where two dumb bitches with social work degrees reread the four horniest books of their teenage years. If you're at all curious about any of the following, this is the podcast for you. Does Bella Swan have a car crash fetish? Yes, I am telling you right now the answer is yes. Does Stephanie Meyer understand healthy relationship boundaries? Has Bella Swan ever had a secure attachment in her life? How has Twilight impacted the societal and my personal conceptions of romance? Why does Stephanie Meyer Osahana and all other brown people reparations? Why is Edward Cullen so into edging? You can find Summer Twilight Book Club at theorangegirls.com or on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you access podcasts to find out.